Hi, this is Tanmay Shah with the host Laura Greenberger. Today's episode is on pricing tips from traditional professional artists. Details of all speakers have been mentioned in the show notes. You can get all episodes of Rocklaz on Spotify or any other podcast catcher. Let's begin. Fantastic. Well, I would say uh, let's just have a quick presentation. How long you have been doing your art? What art you do? If you have entered NFTs uh, since when? Uh, yeah, let's start with that. Okay, so I've been full-time painter for 20 years and uh, my main medium is oil, although I do uh, like to explore a lot of other stuff. So uh, you will find in my uh, in my inventory things that are done in acrylic, watercolors, sketches, all sorts of things, but my main medium is oils. And I started on NFTs uh, around August, so I haven't been here all that long, but it feels like forever. <laughs> So uh, I joined Twitter just for NFTs because, you know, like it's not uh, um, social media that I thought that was, you know, very good. So I wasn't here, but um, since August, you know, I've got been uh, really enjoying Twitter spaces and, you know, networking here. It's great for NFTs. So uh, that's my journey uh, here so far. Yes. And next. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're structured. Um Yes, so, <laughs> so um, how often do you change your prices since, well, we don't go back to 20 years ago, but let's say in the last five years, have you changed your prices for traditional art? And are these prices similar to your NFT works? And is the NFT the, the representation of your physical works or it's something different? Yeah, that's a good one because, like, I do have uh, people approaching me a lot uh, on DMs, on Instagram, especially asking how to price my art. <laughs> and I think I should put a tutorial together because that is a question that a lot of, uh, especially the new artists, they don't quite understand how to do it. So, like, uh, to have a pricing structure, uh, although, like, we'd like to believe that some pieces are better than others and we should price them differently, uh, it kind of like it's, uh, it's a, um, it backfires on you because some collectors are not going to buy uh, some pieces just because they think, oh, this one is not so good. So it is uh, ideal to have some sort of square inch for your price. And uh, you can change that um, as, you know, as you get more demand on your work. So I revalue my work uh, by the end of the year. So I kind of like look at how it went. And if I have more sales than, you know, I'm keeping up on inventory, then it's time to raise my prices again. So one good way to look at it uh, is how much is your time worth? How much time do you spend on a piece that you're putting together? And that's how you come with the first uh, idea of, you know, how to price it. And then uh, when you, you move into NFTs, it's a whole new place. So um, I have a very established career in the real world. I just had like a museum exhibition uh, by myself, a two-story museum for a full show. And then congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So I got into NFTs and no one knows me here. So I can't just bring those prices to NFTs because I don't have the audience here yet. And it's like you're starting all over into a completely new place. 
So I have, you know, like the picture that you see here is a collection that I have in the background. It's a beast collection. And I priced them starting at uh, 0.03. So that was as low as I went on my starting price. And I dropped for the time raising them. And now the floor is at uh, 0.1. I only have six left in that collection. But that was not the focus of my NFT. That was just like a starting collection. Now that I have, you know, some sort of an audience, now I can bring my prices a little bit more towards what my value in the real world is because people are starting to know who I am. And then that way you can start matching the real world to the NFTs. And I think eventually NFTs could be higher than the in real life prices. So uh, that's how I structured them. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's that's a perfect answer. And I mean, so many artists, if in early stages, might actually have a, a big inspiration for you. So I don't know if you do mentoring or if you can advise anybody if they contact you, but I think it's, it's a great experience you have. Yeah, I do that uh, for free. I never feel like, you know, comfortable enough on charging for mentoring, but uh, people approach me on DMs and I usually, you know, I take some time to get back and address uh, questions. So I'm always happy to support people and, you, you know, just, I think we're in this together as the art industry grows stronger. Uh, it's better for everyone. So uh, I think we should hold hands and, you know, race together. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And so, so, so basically the pricing is, is deciding you or the gallery or how, how do you do with the pricing? The pricing starts from the artist, so you have... Uh, you but have but for yourself, so not for yeah. general artists, for, yeah. <laughs> so I have my price, but then, you know, when I go to the gallery, I have uh, I have a gallery that represents my work. So they take a, a large commission, but even with the large commission, I cannot have a different price uh, personally. So I have my pricing, and... The commission that I pay for the gallery, I consider that it's my commission on selling when I'm selling by myself. So that way, you know, you won't have a collector approaching a gallery and going like, oh, I'm going to try to buy through the artist directly and get a discount that way. That can really kill your reputation. So you have to be very mindful in that sense when you're having pricing with galleries and in your personal studio. So uh, that's important one. <laughs> oh, perfect. I mean, thank you so much. I'm definitely going to go through your bio because I, I really want to study your art and your everything. Uh, I know Lila has a question for you, so please, Lila, go ahead. Yeah, th thank you. Um, so this is super helpful because this is actually what I'm struggling with right now because I have exhibited my, my work. Uh, right now it's not in any gallery so so i have so that's a good thing i can you know i can price it but i have this question about pricing um in the real world and i've actually spoken to other artists who say you should price it higher here in the nft space than irl so that's why it's so great to hear different opinions so just to go back to um your example so you said that initially you priced your art at 0.03 eth uh here in the nft space and then how much was that same piece in real world like on your website 
And I'm talking about the gallery. Just so we can put connection. apples to apples, right? Just yeah, so we can absolutely. put apples to apples. Yeah. This collection is specifically, I created for a gallery exhibition. So I, I don't have it on my website, but it would have been the same price. So uh, they're, they have three different sizes in real life. Uh, and they were priced at like $400, $600, dollars and the NFT, so the 0.03, was way below the original price. Uh, but then, you know, now that it's uh, 0.1, it's actually kind of like around uh, the price of in real life. And I have that, uh, you know, separate from the, you know, the NFT separate from the uh, physical. Although I am now, like, uh, in some pieces, I do offer the physical for people that want it. So I just had a commission, for instance. Uh, I went to NFT uh, NYC recently, and I met this guy, and he saw my John Lennon piece, and he was like, would you paint Bob Marley? And I was like, yeah. And I'm not only going to make the NFT, I'll send you the original. So that one was a sale of uh, 0.33, which, you know, for 16 by 20, it kind of, like, matches the price in real life. And because I'm still trying to build a relationship with people here, I figure, you know, I'll just sell it as a combo. So uh, you have very different ways that you can approach uh, on price on NFTs, and it can be, you know, either you're offering the original, but I'll say like a lot of collectors do not want an original physical piece because they want to keep their um, their privacy. So uh, not everyone is going to want the original, so you can always, you know, offer as a gift if they want it, but I would never recommend attaching to it. So. Pricing in real life versus NFT has, you know, so many variables, but you can always take, you know, what works for you and go with that. That That's super helpful, you know, and thank you for, for sharing the prices because it's, it's this whole, you know, I think pricing is, is very, very important. Um, you know, either if you price it too high, too low, it, and even in the real world, it's it's so tricky. So, thank you, uh, Laura and uh, Tanmay, uh, Tan for for um, hosting this space. Uh, I guess I'll just you know, I had some other questions. Maybe I can just DM you. My real other question for you was that beautiful gallery behind you. What app was that? Was that a real world gallery or was that? A virtual because I've seen some AR VR ways to showcase our art. Um, so on on your behind your PFP, what was that picture? Yes. No, this is a real picture. It's from the gallery reception for the for this collection called the Hive. So I had a show in October, and so this is real me dressed in a big costume for my gallery exhibition. <laughs> and uh, but. I do have, you know, a virtual gallery that I use on Cyber to put, you know, my collection and the pieces I've collected because I love collecting as well. Um, and also, like, if you want to display your art, uh, you have uh, some apps that you can place the art on the wall. So there's a few options out there. If you're interested in that, I can send yes, you some I have, options. I have no yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank <laughs> Good. you. Awesome. Okay. I'll, start, I'll keep quiet now. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, fantastic. Uh, I think uh, I think we can move to our next speaker. Does anybody has a question to Fair, Tanmay, Tegu, Harsh, Mandu? Fair, thanks for coming. It was so insightful, and uh, yeah. you just hit the spot with Nailud that 
and uh, i'm sure it was helpful to many out there especially it was helpful to me thank you oh thank you guys for having me and i'm so sorry that i have to be in and out so much in a rush but yes traveling today with kids is not so simple so <laughs> thanks for having me and uh, i look forward to contributing more in uh, other days i just really have to go today but thank you so much <laughs> absolutely fantastic thank you for joining in thank such a short notice and squeezing in time for this space you are awesome thank you so much thank you for your value to this group tegu you are the next speaker. Welcome. Wow, yes, uh, I'm very excited. <laughs> Thank you very much for giving me the space. So I don't know where, where, where to, to start because I've been working as an art uh, artist, uh, visual artist uh, since uh, 48 years. So I went to Germany in the, in, in the 70s, in the uh, 72. Uh, is actually I went uh, there uh, for uh, really for for study art uh, without uh, any permission of of my parents. You know uh, the the our parents in in the seventies and the sixties they only have the the uh, in in their mind uh, your your son has to be engineer or uh, to be police or to, to be a doctor. So I, I, I went to a medical faculty in, in Jakarta for two years and then, but I didn't, I didn't study uh, uh, <coughs> seriously, but instead uh, uh, driving taxi here in Jakarta and, and saving money for for, for, for my ticket to Germany. So in uh, 1972, I left Jakarta, went, uh, went to Germany and uh, trying to submit uh, myself in Hochschule der Künste in, in Berlin. This is uh, now the, uh, uh, the, the rename into uh, Universität der Kunst. Um, I have tried uh, four times examined. Can you imagine? So every semester I, I've tried again and I've tried again and feel like felt again. And the funny thing is uh, every time uh, before before you, you do the examine, they, they, they give you uh, uh, flyers and they, 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 tell, uh, they told you that, that only one, only one person from from uh, what is it? Absolven, absolven. Oh, I forget the, the word. So uh, the alumni of of uh, UDK, uh, only one from one thousand or so uh, can 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 make living from from the art. So, but still, I I really want to be an artist, and I didn't get uh, I I didn't get uh, any support. From, from from the government or from my parents so I had to uh, wash dishes uh, taxi driving and anything any jobs uh, I did it uh, just to support myself and uh, to make me to, to make me able to study art so uh, <clears throat> I finished my study in, in 80 so I did my master 
uh, after six years uh, studying and because because uh, uh, from the beginning I have to support myself so I don't know how how, how, how do you call this uh, maybe in in my in my person is uh, is, is, uh, is something developing uh, like a entrepreneurship so that I'm, I'm not going to make living from from art, but I, I want to live for uh, for art, you know. So uh, until now, of course, uh, this 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 uh, this thought, I still I still keep it and I still hold uh, my my concept of uh, of living. So I always uh, try to. Uh, to, to support myself uh, from from other thing as, uh, except uh, uh, outside the art but since uh, let's say 10, 10 15 years ago uh, my my painting and my sculptures uh, becoming vibrant and I'm uh, well celebrated uh, artist here in in Southeast Asia so everybody know my my artworks even I, I got uh, also commission work from from uh, <coughs> the old house of uh, the Willem uh, de Koning in New York. So I did uh, big sculptures about four meters high, and my last sculpture is uh, about eight meters and uh, standing in, in uh, next to the Lake Toba in Sumatra. So. Uh, I have to try. I have to try everything. So, and the the, the funny thing is also, uh, I can uh, survive because I'm independent. So I'm not uh, dependent on on galleries or or uh, art uh, dealers and uh, such such things. So I'm <clears throat> I always trying my my marketing by myself. And, and thank God so. Uh, my wife is uh, supporting me, so she is uh, working for me uh, 24 hours. So we uh, can survive. <clears throat> and my, if if you if you ask me about the pricing, so my my physical art is uh, is now uh, uh, it's about from 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 the uh, let's say. 10,000 10, US dollar until until 500,000 US dollars but uh, when when you see in my calamine or in in, in hip Eknam, so I've, I've tried uh, to be an NFT art uh, artist since since uh, end of August so I, I start with a uh, point point zero eight uh, tesos on um, uh, and uh, uh, some some friends and collectors uh, are asking me why it's so cheap, and I said because I want I want to I want to do something, so I have to start from 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 the beginning, and uh, I want to to do something new, and I have to to start from 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 zero, and. Uh, some 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 of uh, my NFT arts are uh, from uh, like uh, like uh, five or ten minutes uh, uh, on the uh, drop party is uh, sold out, 
and uh, now my 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 last main thing. So I I price uh, my my artwork is like uh, two two tesos, six tesos. So uh, for me, is the money is not important, but. Uh, how to produce adrenaline then 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 i can i can work uh further i can i can make a, uh, more steps in in my creativities uh, maybe maybe i need a question fantastic thank you tegu is that the right pronunciation of your name yes 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 fantastic um I mean, your story, and obviously you have put all your life into art, it is so admirable. And I think for, especially for young artists, it's beautiful to see how far you can go and your actual tenacity and resilience, no matter what you are still doing this, this is just really full respect and I and I love that and I love your work. Um, what I would ask, what my question is, so you mentioned that they start from, your prices start for physical work um, from 10,000 to up to 500. So is, is, that, is that only for the primary market or 500 would be the secondary market? So, and, and oh, sorry, sorry. This is uh, uh, the, the physical art. Does it, yes. Uh, I mean, the physical art uh, pricing is uh, from uh, ten thousand US dollar until uh, five hundred thousand US dollars. This is so, uh, what, so, what I have sold. Yes, and that would be the primary market. So this is you actually selling for five hundred, or that is secondary market where somebody resells your work. No, in the in the physical market, this is only only uh, uh, primary market, right? Well, I mean, if 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 somebody has bought your work and then resold it, so for example, if if a collector has resold your work, then it's the secondary market. Oh, uh, you mean in the auction houses? Uh, auction houses or or yeah. sales or? Yeah. So in the else? auction houses, is, uh, they, they play like uh, from from ten thousand until at the, at the moment until until uh so 25 30000 us dollar i mean the the 500000 us dollar was uh, the commission work i did uh, for for lake toba this is the uh, bronze sculpture is uh, about 8 meters high and so so because you are an independent artist how do you how do you know uh, what is the right price for you and have you tried to grow with the price obviously you have and so obviously you have sold so you have uh, you got the answer and response from your collectors and supporters so so question when was the last time did you raise your prices actually uh, uh, depend so uh, sometimes every year so 10 Ten percent, uh, I rise the the price, but uh, sometimes, uh, for for example, commission work for church, uh, I I always uh, charge a very low price. 
Question, Laura, and that is uh, on his last point. Uh, Tegu, how do you know? Uh, you mentioned, and you obviously have more experience than a lot of us here, certainly me in the room. You said you, uh, here in the NFT space, it's important to differentiate between the collector and the flipper. So, can you just share with us how to do that? Like in the real world, it's easier, right? Because you see them in the show or you know, they DM you on Instagram and you can get a sense. But how have you done that here? And what, what would you suggest we do that? Uh, if, if you see my my NFT art uh, from Kiket Nang and, 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 and Kalamin right now, so you can see how different my, my artworks uh, to compare to, to the most uh, artworks of, of, of NFT artists in, in the world. Because... Uh, what I see is uh, there, there is a trend, and everybody uh, try to to do the same thing. So I'm I'm fine art. I'm not a uh, not a my my background is not graphic design. I'm I'm not a, 
how do you say uh, animator or something else so I still keep my my fine art uh, how to work it even even though I'm I'm now working on on on, uh, uh, on iPad and on on my procreate so but I don't I don't use too much help from from this uh, machine so I still I still believe I still trust my my hands I still can 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 make a straight line I can I can still make a straight curve and everything so I've I've been uh, studying fine art in, in very 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 uh, uh, conservative uh, school in, in Berlin where I have I have to go to a live drawing class in a week and uh, three and a half years so I I know how I know the anatomy of human being I know the anatomy of uh, any anything else or and even animals so i can i can draw and uh, for for example the uh for example the one of my my series the, the face series is uh, i'm i'm drawing the faces of of nft artists from 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 all over the world this is also minted uh, some of them is minted in, in color mint or I did uh, 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 my model on, on, on bipolar on, on the mental health series uh, which is uh, minted in, in Picatnan so I'm, I'm actually I'm obsessed of, of, of a human face so uh, and I I'm I'm master on on the anatomy, so I can I can do uh, whatever uh, whatever you you want me to do. I can I can do uh, very academically. That's amazing. So uh, yeah, and I just followed you. So just can you give us maybe a real world example? So uh, you said Calament is one. Uh, one place where you have your art, and can you tell us what the pricing is? Just pick, uh, just for apples and apples, and then what was the other uh, site, and how did you price that, please? Since I'm just trying to stay on topic here with the <laughs> with with Laura, uh, yes, you can give us an example, example that would be helpful. The, the new the new drop the new drop from from us series from the face of of the NFT artist is only two two tesos. Um, so what is that in ETH? I'm sorry. Oh, dollars? I'm, I'm not familiar with the, the conversion. Tesos, tesos, I don't know. Today is maybe about one Tesos is about... Uh, I'm, I'm on rupee. Yeah. Five dollars. So, uh, one Tesos is about four to five dollars. Okay, thank you. I then. see. Yeah. So you're selling it at ten dollars for an original painting? Or these no, this, this is not original. This is uh, on uh, edition three, right? I see. Yeah. The, and how uh, many in the if, edition? If you say original is my 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 physical art, my sculpture or yeah. my painting, my painting, painting in in the size of like say say let's say uh, 
70 by 70 by 50 centimeters uh, painting is about uh, almost ten ten thousand dollars. Okay, and and is that uh, so? That's helpful, and that is listed on Calament, or was that a different no, the, block? The, the physical, the physical is in in, in the traditional. The but you've made an NFT, right, of the physical? Have you made an NFT of no. that? And no, the, not the, yet. No, the NFT art I I made uh, digitally. I made them on 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 my I iPad see, Pro. Okay, and, I see. And Got made it. them on on. Uh, 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 what is the app? Uh, Procreate. Procreate. So if you were to, to and, and I think I'm just, this is what some of us are struggling with, is, so let's say you have the $10,000 uh, painting, right, that you're selling in the real world for 10000 US or whatever it is in euros or ETH, yes. then what would you, if, if you were to put that on the blockchain as an NFT, what would you price that at? Would you price it at an equivalent price if there's a discount uh, or, or higher or equal? Do, have you thought about that? Or uh, or I'm, I'm just trying to get a sense as to what the process is. No, uh, uh, all the, the physical art I, I, I sell on the traditional market. Okay, so you haven't yet no. made a... a and the NFT artworks are uh, made on iPad. Got it. No, I got it. Okay, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Thanks, thank guys. You. Thank you for the question. Tegu, can I ask you a question? Yeah, please. So, uh, just to revise, you said you price your art as w what you want and you don't give in easily to the collectors or flippers. So, that's a very nice point. Uh, secondly, on the same lines, I wanted to ask you, how did you price your work throughout economical changes in the world, like inflation or deflation or like COVID has happened right now? So, um, how, how do you price in these situations? This is same. So, uh, everybody said, wow, pandemic, uh, the, the art market, the traditional art market is uh, going slow and so, but uh, during the pandemic, I got so many, uh, so many uh, commission work on, on my sculpture. So, okay. I don't, I, I don't have uh, anything to complain. Okay, so you, and also, also for, for, for my, for my rice, for my bread, I'm I'm also uh, doing trading on on forex and, and and crypto money, and until now, uh, I have no problem. So sometimes you you lose, you have to cut loss and everything. So it's uh, normal on, on the trading, but I can make uh, I can make good living. So would you suggest that is sorry? Go go. Would you suggest a young artist or people who are starting off to not depend completely on artwork and do like as you would drive taxi or now you are trading, so have an alternative job to support the art career? Would you suggest that? Yes, yes, definitely yes, because uh, the, the the traditional art market is also sometimes unfair to 
especially to the young artists. May, may I uh, uh, tell, uh, tell a story? So my experience in Cologne uh, about uh, 1982. Yes, please do so. Yeah. So I was uh, I was still 30, 32 years. I was still young. Yeah. And uh, a gallerist from Klagenfurt came to my studio, and we talked. Once uh, he once uh, proposed me an uh, uh, exclusive uh, contract with him for two years, and he said, so he will he will give me two two thousand Deutsche Mark at that time is very very big money every month uh, just to to give to to make me uh, living and just uh, working as, as as a painter at the moment and I, I was agree and uh, at that time my, my first son was, uh, was born so that means I, I I need a lot of money to uh, to support my baby right and and he said also uh, uh, the Europe Europe market is uh, belong to, to him. So I cannot sell to, to anybody else. This is okay. This is fair because he he support me two thousand mark uh, per month. And then he said he said also so he he will obligate his himself uh, to to uh, to make uh, two exhibition in Europe for me. So uh, solo exhibitions, which is good. And he will also make a. Uh, two catalogs per year. Um, uh, he wants he wants sixty percent, and uh, I get forty uh, percent. This is also okay. This is fair. But then he said, "But you you cannot." He said to me, "You cannot uh, do anything. Uh, you you have to do your series." Uh, at that time, I I was working on on one series uh, called Walk. W A L K. And he said, "So I cannot do anything except walk." And I said, "No." Then at uh, that time, I, I really need the money, but I said no. And then I I I went back to to the restaurant in in Brusselplatz in in Cologne to work as as a as as a waiter at night just to support my family. But I'm I'm free. Uh, so I can do experiments. I can do so many things. So if if I if I would say yes that time, maybe today I I I wouldn't have uh, the uh, I wouldn't uh, get the idea to to work for environment uh, to to do uh, uh, experimental uh, uh, how do you call it uh, artificial reef. So. Maybe Laura and Leila, and I, uh, every everybody can can go to to my uh, Instagram. I I have uh, made uh, underwater installation and already ten pieces in in Indonesia and in six uh, places in Indonesia, which is uh, to to revitalize uh, the coral, which is uh, this this thing. At the moment, yes, uh, that's fabulous. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. 
yes tegu we have seen your amazing uh, coral uh, artificial corals i would suggest everybody to see that uh, my my follow up question to previous one was now you have had so much experience and now you know fair enough that how much you should prize your artwork but when you are starting off in your early days you made one artwork and you look at it and then you think to yourself what should i prize this so how would your thinking process be for pricing then or how we should be thinking about pricing from from the market you you have sold uh, works like for example a painting uh, let's say 300 time 310 time uh, 200 cm right and you sold like uh, 10 10000 us dollar for example right and then you calculate uh, is actually the the centimeter things uh, the same centimeter lari uh, forget the word again uh, let's say that 300 plus you you have to calculate by 300 300 centimeter plus 200 means 500 right and then you sold 10 for 10000 10000 divided by 500 means $20 per centimeter this is easy so uh, for the next uh, for the next uh, uh, sell so you have to think like $20 per centimeter and then uh, every every year i always uh, increase 10% that means uh, us 10% so 22 dollar per centimeter just to to give you a structure and for 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 the sculpture so i have i have always calculate the the, the production cost first like the production cost for for this uh, 500,000 US dollar uh, sculpture 8 meters high so i i have spent uh, like 100 150,000 US dollar uh, for the production cost yeah so that means i i sometimes i i just uh, uh, calculate uh, the price like three times from the production cost but uh, for for example for the just what what I did in Singapore and and in 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 Jakarta so I only take uh, 50% from 50% from 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 the production cost or even for for the underwater installation I do I do everything uh, pro bono. So those uh, those installation is actually worth uh, like uh, 200 200 until 300,000 US dollar for my artist fee, but I didn't I didn't ask uh, for any money. So we just do it uh, on on production cost base. 
Okay, thank you so much, Tego, for that uh, experienced answer. Yes, Laura, you can. Thank you so much. Thank you, Laila. Uh, are you the next speaker, right? Yes. Thank you. I've been waiting patiently, but yes. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. So, do you um, do you want me to ask you the questions, or first you want to present yeah, yourself? Yeah. Why don't you? Yeah. So I think let me just present. I think it's a it's a small room, but I think one thing you and I talked about was um, <laughs> I need to get used to sharing my story. So sorry if you heard it twice, but I just want to share it, and I'd love your feedback. Um, yeah, so so just real quickly, and I'll try to keep this this brief. Um, so um, I'm, I'm actually Indian-American. I grew up in India. My heritage is Indian and Portuguese, but I've lived in the U.S. most of my adult life. Um, I came here for graduate studies, and, you know, I've been working in the finance area for a while. And when the financial crisis happened, you know, I happened to have a little bit of time. And so what started out as, you know, just an exploration, I took an art class. And um, it was just an art class downtown. And, I, you know, I said, let me go, you know, do some plein air painting. I had no idea what it was all about. But... I completely got hooked. I mean, just one plein air painting. And that took me down the rabbit hole of painting. I mean, I took figure drawing lessons. I took still life. I mean, I for the last 10 years, I've basically been uh, working during the day, painting at night on weekends, and taking advantage of, you know, all the great art institutions we have um, in New York. And I, I will get to pricing, and I will also... Uh, talk to Tanmay's question about um, about whether artists should should just jump into art and not have a job on on, on the side. But just to finish my my journey, so um, yeah. So fast forward, I I I was working on, uh, during the day, painting nights and weekends. And as Laura said yesterday on the space we were, I can relate to what you said that you were constantly working round the clock between you know trying to pay the bills and then. Uh, painting for passion so then COVID happened and I didn't have to go into the office anymore so I just painted 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 I was literally working every day from like 7 a.m. till midnight or longer between learning you know social media trying to figure out the Instagram algorithm which I still haven't figured out but uh, you know posting painting I ended up actually selling a whole bunch of work uh, from lock during lockdown, which I was completely surprised about, um, and doing a lot of this by trial and error. Uh, along the way, um, so before lockdown, this is why, Laura, I need to get my story straight. <laughs> before lockdown, I happened to have a few uh, both um, solo shows, mostly group shows uh, in the city, and um, I also have developed um, over the course of time. So my, my art has just developed organically, right? There wasn't um, sort of any rhyme or reason. I took classes. I, I went down a path of, you know, figure drawing, landscape drawing, still life, abstract. And then I sort of started to take a step back and say, which of these different genres of painting really speak to me? Where can I have my voice? Where can I articulate uh, two things? Either my experience, my sort of my 
um, feelings and my emotions and um, do that. And then the second was how can I um, convey what's going on in the real world and and then contribute my experience to that. So I found that the even though my training has been representational and in the in I had teachers who were all like Florence Academy trained in in the French school, very very strict, uh, you know, drawing figure drawing. But what I found, um, and not to knock it because it's very very difficult, but I found that after it can get formulaic, it can get very technical and my website has you know the different genres but um i found that abstract painting really gives me that freedom of expression so this particular piece thank you uh, for pinning that so this particular piece is my part of my wall street series so i painted the title is called bull market it's 36 by 36 and uh, this is mostly acrylic so it's a mixed media piece and the reason I chose this, these colors was, you know, for the green, right? Green is for the U.S. dollar. Green is for, you know, the bull market on um, my trading screen when when it's when the stocks are going up, when the market is going up. And then red is little bits of red where, you know, even in a bull market, there's always some stocks that are going down. So that's the red. And then the yellow was kind of just the uncertainty. So I used like the the analogy with the traffic light so if green is go and red is a stoplight yellow is like caution so those are kind of stocks that are trading uh, either flat or sideways and trying to figure out if they're going to go up or down so anyway so that's the interpretation and again it's hard to see in a small image the sort of the flickering motion the um this is before, you know, animation. I, I still don't know how to animate this, but maybe that would be a, a good thing for me to learn how to show this flickering so you can see the, 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 the colors. Uh, literally, like, my trading screen is flickering. But um, so anyway, so that's just a quick roundup of my art. I've also done a climate change series, which is based on um, – it's an abstract rendering of the – of the ocean, you know, I love nature. So nature is another source of inspiration to me. And um, so I, I haven't yet posted any of those, uh, or maybe I posted one of them here. But um, so my, my landscape series, um, I have a traditional landscape uh, series that is very, very based on like the Hudson River School uh, a set of paintings and each of those um tech can relate to this they take i don't know sometimes they take 20 30 40 hours to render one painting but they're in a very different style and uh i use that as my background for for my for my more abstract art yes laura sorry yes so yeah so how do you price your works how, how did you decide? Did you decide it more intuitively? It, were you like measuring your works as Tegu was explaining? Yeah, or, or thank you. So for my abstract paintings, I think that, you know, I, I talked to some abstract artists. I try to use a rough formula based on the size. So, um, and, and for this particular one, you know, the I have a limited edition of 10 because I'm starting out, so I wanted to price it low. So I priced this one at one-tenth 
uh, of an eighth, whatever that is. I think it's 0.1. So I'm, I'm pricing these um, as the series of 10. It's a limited edition. And the painting itself would be about 1 or 1.5 ETH. And again, I just started. So, uh, and I think, uh, what was the other lady who spoke earlier from South Carolina? She had some great... Yeah, so I think I have to sort of rethink the pricing strategy for NFTs since I've just started. But in the real world, um, you know, they, the, my larger prints, the, my larger paintings is, you know, between six and $10,000. And the smaller ones are, depending on size, um, it, it, it's not a, an exact square inch formula, but it's it's kind of based on time materials the subject matter so the the realist paintings i i don't even i haven't even priced them they're, they're hanging in my home because it's it, you know the, i i'd never get compensated for for the hours that i put in so i just enjoy those but i think this the the ones that i'm um that i've shown for for sale or the ones that have sold i've sold uh, a fair amount i i pretty much go by by a rough size um you know, and I'm, like I said, I'm figuring this out. So uh, hopefully that was helpful. So it's, I would say the smaller pieces are maybe $1,000 if they're about one-sixth the size of uh, my large abstracts. So that's a, that's a rough, uh, rough uh, estimate, Laura. I, I, I don't know if that was helpful. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I, I think sharing the the knowledge, experience, and uh, it it just helpful. I'm sorry for the background noise. It's very helpful to each other, you know. And so, so as you started last year with the p- pandemic, um, how you is that right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you notice your uh, collectors reaction if you raise the price or how like how is the reaction from the public? So you probably have your um, continuous collectors that usually buy and ask for your new works and are interested in in your studio experience and everything. Is that is that right? Yeah. So what's interesting is that. you know, they. I, I've tried to get some of those people here, Laura, onto the um, you know people who bought from me, but they are all like leery. They're like, oh, we we don't understand crypto. We're scared. Our wallets are going to get stolen. So that has been the challenge, and that's why I've kind of gone slow, and I priced one or two of my works based on the the same prices that I had them in the real world, but. The problem is I'm brand new here. So I think um, as, and that's why I think this space is so helpful. Um, So I need to maybe just put some smaller pieces and get started, um, you know, at at a really low price. And we can chat about it offline, but I think that that makes a lot of sense based on what I'm hearing from you guys. Would you agree? Yeah, I I think it's, it's definitely about starting. Obviously, it's a marketing all strategy where you start, you know, and brand awareness is one of the first things, you know. So uh, obviously, you you need to like let about yourself know to other people. So other people who would like your works, they would follow your uh, evolution as an artist and 
and support you eventually you know so obviously then then you can also see how the prices what is the reaction and for sure it's it's a little bit tricky if you start with high i personally yeah. did i personally did so i have for the physical works i have on average the same price range as your physical works and i started on nfts i put uh the very first one i put on um, i listed was um, taken from my painting and i listed it quite high and then i realized no it's something that i actually don't want to replicate on nft that's my personal choice and i decided to actually do this very personal project where i am an artist and i'm also a subject on my art and and unite the two worlds of mine you know but it was my choice to do something completely different from my physical art and to into nfts and i obviously started um pricing them at very low well fortunately it's been third day that i have sold my third nft in raw so it's it's been a big celebration you know but Yes, in NFTs, I would definitely start low and then grow up, especially if if the platform allows you to do that, you know. Uh, so when you say low, sorry, uh, if you can just actually share real numbers. Sorry, yeah, so, it, sorry, yeah. for me, the low means 0 0.03, which is approximately $120 for an NFT, which is 101. What size? What size is that? It, it, now, is that a digital image? That's I'm going to write this down. Yes. That's digital. So you're also doing work on the iPad for NFTs? So I currently work on my phone because I don't have iPad. Eventually in the future I will have iPad. But yeah, I work from my phone. And the if, if you ask about um, the dimensions of the works, they, they are between two megabytes to up to 20 megabytes for an NFT. That's pretty big. Yeah. And actually, I have to say the, the one that I listed from my physical art, art um, it was 40 and even 50 megabytes. So it was super over high resolution, which I did as unlockable uh, content because I didn't want to have it just everywhere in super high resolution because people could eventually use it for right. fabrics or for anything else. But that's just because that is very good for prints and, and so on and so on. It was just my protection. I wouldn't, however, I wouldn't do it in a, in, in, no, let's say if I would do figurative art or any different abstract art, and I'll tell you why, because you, you really want your, especially at the beginning, you want people to know about you. So you want to show them as much as possible of you. And if you think, if you are on OpenSea, and I don't know about other platforms, there's so, so, so many artists. What is the right. chance that somebody is going to go on your profile just to steal your art? You know, like the chances are very low. Okay, so I wouldn't really worry about that. And um, yeah, I would just start with brand awareness. So you're saying, yeah, no, I was not concerned about stealing art on OpenSea, but I think someone had suggested, uh, just to all of us artists, they said, don't, um, don't put your high res images, uh, don't post them, 
before you meant it. That was the advice I was giving. Oh, yeah, so, I remember so, yesterday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I so, think so that's what I meant. And it's a chicken and an egg thing, right? Like if I don't post my artwork, how are they going to know that I have something on Rarible or OpenSea? So you have to post it, but maybe the trick is then mint it and then post? Like, what is your thought on that? And tell me, feel free to jump in as well. So I would say Excuse if that's me. your... No. Sorry, Sorry. I'll, I'll just do very quickly. I think if that's your physical work, you are already an owner of the work. And if you are not sure, if you want to mint it, then post it if you feel like posting it. If you know you're going to mint it in, in the future, then probably it's better to first mint it and... and then post it. Got it. No, that makes sense. And did you? And how's your experience been with OpenSea? Has it been? Would yeah. You just yeah, absolutely. And I'm actually doing it. So there are many concerns about Polygon, but I am doing. I am minting on Polygon, and I, I say because of the Polygon, I could have price and list them uh, this low. You know, and, and thanks to that, I probably am selling. I don't know. I haven't raised my prices since uh, since one month when I first minted my work. So I don't really know. But eventually with more complex works, with more difficult works, I will uh, change my price. But with, let's say, such simple version of my works, I still keep them at uh, 0.03 ETH. And, and honestly, I have never had problems with OpenSea. Maybe they have some slower moments, maybe faster, but as a security, I'm, I'm not concerned about that. Great, thank you. And I think Tanmay wants to speak, so go ahead. May I say something? Yeah, Tegu, please go ahead. Yeah, uh, on, on my Us series, uh, in appreciation to, to my uh, model, there are also NFT artists. And uh, after I minted, so I always minted uh, the, the image uh, in in the size of uh, one megabyte in JPEG. Uh, but uh, for, 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 for my model, so I always send them the high rise, uh, the high resolution uh, image just uh, to as, as a gift. And like uh, Jimmy, one of my 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 models, he he then print, printed out on 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 aluminium plate in uh, in America, and he's uh, now have uh, the so-called original Tegu Ostenrich in in his uh, apartment. This is only uh, my appreciation to them. Wow, that was something very new and interesting. And uh, uh, Laila, to your point about should we mint the artwork first or is it okay to post? If you're using OpenSea and Polygon, I would suggest you to mint it. It doesn't cost anything. Don't don't list it if you don't want. Uh, don't freeze it. You can just mint it. And uh, if you're if you're on Foundation or you plan to do on some other platforms where it's going to take gas fee. Um, you can uh, wait for it but you can still post it because you'll have the provenance on twitter right you can claim that you have already uploaded uh, that on twitter okay so i didn't know that was an option that is super helpful so you just so i understand you're saying um mint it 
so that then the provenance is established, but don't don't necessarily put pricing on it till you're ready to sell. Is that is that was that what you said? Yes, yes. So can you just mint it and like a placeholder? Yes, yes. Oh, I didn't even know that. I did not even know that. So there are three steps in uh, OpenSea. One is minting. Okay. Second is freezing, and third is listing. So minting you mint the piece it is there you can edit it delete it whatever you can do you can do it to that second step okay. is not talked about but it is very important step it is called freezing uh, i have written a blog on it uh, so freezing confirms okay. that nft is on the blockchain without freezing oh. it's not a complete nft so if freezing on ethereum requires gas fees Freezing on Ethereum is free. So when you are not sure about what price to put or if you're not ready to uh, list it, don't freeze it. You can freeze it just before your listing. So once you mint it, you can post it on any social media. Once you have finalized what to do, freeze the data, metadata, and then you can list it. And then what about pricing? And the third step is, is listing, right? That's yes, the third step. Yes, listing is pricing. Listing means pricing. Oh, listing means pricing. Okay. So so that this is great. You know, no one has, has explained it like this. And this was what has been rattling around in my head since I started. So this is super helpful. I will read your blog. Where is your blog on this is it i'll just follow you i mean i already follow you but uh, uh, that that's super helpful and then i, I have a follow-on question so let's say at the freezing stage um so i minted on OpenSea. i freeze it because i'm unsure as to you know whether i have an audience what the price is and then i i decide to go somewhere else so let's say i, I want to now take it to foundation or tezor or rareable is that possible or now am I married to OpenSea for the rest of our life? <laughs> until, you have, until you have not frozen it, you can do anything what you want. You can delete it, you can put it in on, a, on any other uh -huh. change. But once you freeze it, you cannot delete it. You cannot edit it. It is just frozen. There's nothing that can be done. So until you're sure what you have to do, don't freeze it. But once you're sure, definitely freeze it because then your data will be decentralized. It won't be on OpenSea server. If you had attended uh, the hen discontinuing last month, so people, that was a catastrophe and people were panicking and stuff like that. But luckily their data oh. was automatically stored on a decentralized uh, platform. So people were able to retrieve that through object and other places. But what OpenSea oh, does, okay is OpenSea still keeps it on its Google Drive. So it's very centralized. So if anything happens to OpenSea or if it, it comes under a hack attack or something, so the our NFTs are at risk. So it's better to freeze it before. You'll get the details. So, so You'll maybe, get all the details in the blog. I've yeah. covered all the circumstances in it. That's fantastic. So, so this is, and I'm just summarizing this for the others in the room. Who, who probably have the same question. So I think for those of us who are, are starting out, like with, now in my case, I only have three paintings on Rarible, and um, I priced you know, two of them at the same prices as IRL, and so be it. But the problem is if I decide to burn it, 
I have to pay the gas fees to burn it and say list it lower or list it higher or whatever. So I'm thinking aloud here. So maybe I just leave those as is and then I start a new collection and price it lower and these are smaller pieces, different collection and just mint it and then post it on social media. I mean on Twitter. Yes. And I am not the right person to talk about Rarible. I can give detailed information on OpenSea. But yeah, the okay. fundamentals are same everywhere. They are the same. Okay. Yeah, you'll have to just uh, check the freezing aspect on Rarible. I'm not sure about that. Uh, but everything is same. Okay. No, it's they, they actually just announced, uh, and I'll share this piece of information. So Rarible just announced a collaboration this morning or yesterday with Tezos. So now um, they've got that low price, low gas option on their platform, which is which is just good to know. But the problem with Tezos, though, is then you've got to get a different wallet, right? Because it's a different currency. It's not on the Ethereum blockchain. So then you have to go down that rabbit hole. Yes. Do you know anything about Tezos? Uh, yes. Any of you that you share? So there are currently two platforms for three platforms for Tezos. If you ask okay. personal suggestion, I would suggest Calament. It is like the foundation of Tezos. And uh, okay. you have to get a wallet called Temple is the most suitable for Tezos. And uh, then, okay. then you mint the process and the whole thing you will be able to, uh, you can, it's very easy or you can, I can help you in detail on the back channel. And so let me ask you this is temple like metamask is yes. so is temple the tezos version of metamask yes god okay and just a trivia so, so then you can yeah you can link your temple to your coinbase or gemini which in turn links to your bank account i'm just doing like a flow chart in my head yes okay so that coinbase part or the gemini which connects to your bank for to transfer the money that stays the same. It's just the wallet. Instead of using MetaMask on Tezos, you use Temple. Yes, correct? Yes. Wow. Thank you for clarifying this. <laughs> oh, my God. This is amazing. And then you said there's three. So Tezos is one. Calament. Lila, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. I think you could back channel with Tanmay or we could do another uh, spaces or yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about Perfect. technical stuff. Perfect. But I would Perfect. like to continue with um, with Mirna Perfect. that has been waiting for uh, for a long time. Okay, and super. Thank you. And Mirna, okay. please, uh, mic is yours. Hi Laura, hey, thank you. I was listening to the to the Tesla's talk also. Um, Amazing. Um, I guess I we know. will have to do the technicalities group on Clubhouse, can we? Yeah. yeah, we can do it later. Um, I don't remember how how uh, was the the dynamic to right. to I introduce myself or how? Yes. So I would I would suggest you to explain uh, what uh, what kind of artist you are and since how long and if you started doing NFTs in when and uh, is that different from your traditional art and then I will ask other questions. Okay, um, okay, I am from Bolivia. I actually study marketing but I like to do art since I was a kid uh, because of my mom, she told me. 
uh, I uh, got a marketing degree like um, 10 years, no, eight years ago, but I uh, do calligraphy and lettering for living six years ago. Uh, was a difficult struggle because, uh, as you know, to be an artist is not uh, well recognized even by your closer uh, circle. Uh, they don't take art as a profession, so uh, there was a little struggle there, but I just uh, like trust myself and start doing what I love, that is uh, letters in an artistic way. Like I do from uh, products to murals, uh, to frames, uh, illustration with letters also. Uh, so I um, recently, like one year ago, I opened a store where I design my products and I sell them. So I can say I live by doing art and I love this. Uh, it's difficult, but I love this uh, and well. This year I have found about NFTs uh, and I think this NFT world gave me, the, gave me the opportunity to explore more my illustration side because I think I can share more my, my, a lot of my ideas without them to fit in the real world uh, because in the NFT world I can illustrate more crazy things. And, in the real life, when I sell my products, I have to fit them into the real life. Like they have to be real things and real situations. And I think more emotional things. So I have found this, this NFT world. I have made some sales uh, and I'm loving this. I have, uh, from the NFT world, I have found about Tri Crypto that is a community who um, made up woman who wants to develop a web tree product to uh, make um, easy, easier the introduction for everyone into the, um, into the web tree, to the NFTs, crypto, uh, uh, all these kind of things. Um, I think that's all, sorry, but I feel like I have talked a lot. No, no, no worries. Thank you so much for sharing it. And um, so, so how is the pricing change different from your your calligraphy, your physical works, and your NFTs? Oh well, um, to start, uh, there's a lot of difference. For example, if I do a mural for a company, or I don't know, for a brand like Coca Cola or something. Uh, it takes me like eight hours to be done and a week to be planned. And I can charge around a hundred or $200. So it's, it's a lot of work to a little pay. And for NFTs, the, the lowest price I have received is a point uh, 10 Ethereum. And it takes me like no more than one afternoon to design something because it's not what the client asked for, it's what I feel inside and just uh, I just feel like drawing it. So the difference between the real life and the NFT life uh, prices is a lot. 
um, and what about how has this changed from the beginning? I have started on Radible like with $60 and now my lowest lowest price is uh, 0.10 Ethereum. Congratulations, that's definitely into the NFT direction, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, you as uh, one as an artist uh, find like uh, more possi possibilities in this world because it's like freedom, also uh, like creativity freedom and also an economic freedom because you feel more free to draw what you feel inside and to explore like methods to do, to draw and in an economic way you spend less time and less effort to earn the same or more money that is a little a, a big big turn of career right um tell me please what is like uh, if proportionately you would have to divide your time between the your traditional art and your nft art would would it be like almost 100 percent nft or from like at the current situation as as you have explained your situation um i would like to divide like uh 80 20 20 to the calligraphy and real life because i i i feel like i need to explore like uh with products because marketing is into me so i need to make sales i need to connect with people like face to face and this gives gives me like kind of feedback to uh to have more resources to to use them on the nft wall but uh maybe it's a curious fact to share with you i am in bolivia in bolivia uh, NFTs, crypto, and this uh, uh, met meta world is forbidden. We are not allowed no. to use. Yes, we are not allowed to use. So, if, for example, if you want to buy Ethereum to make some art, mm. is illegal. You can go to jail for doing that. So, we are. <laughs> it's 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 really difficult for me to say like I would love to spend like a hundred of my time into the NFTs, but sadly it's not possible because I cannot share my name, I cannot do it publicly, I cannot like make uh, real life groups to share ideas or galleries because uh, will bring a lot of troubles, you know? So uh, for us it's really difficult and we say here in Bolivia like, People outside is so lucky that you can easily buy any coin. You can easily make a, a meta life on uh, on the parallel of your real life, and maybe you are not uh, giving this the 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 real value you should give to this because for us it's it's a real struggle. That is crazy, and actually you're the second person I heard to today. Uh, and the, the other one was from Hawaii because also in Hawaii it's illegal. So this is crazy. Would you ever consider moving from Bolivia to other country? Uh, actually, yes, I uh, I have considered that. 
well, it's not easy, you know, you need like visas, you need uh, like <laughs> any kind of residence. So, uh, but you're gonna sell many ne- NFTs and you're gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish I can do that. But also, I have this strong love for my for my country because my country has never like stand extended out of nothing <laughs> like nothing. But actually, we have great artists like in literary, uh, like in poetry, like in music, like in painting, drawing. We have a lot of art. So I'm trying to stand out here to the outside world. So maybe we can in some way make a change because like me by myself, I cannot make anything. But if I can put a lot of people together to show their art without um, like trading like directly, like not making this illegal, uh, I can. I, I think we can make a change for my country and all the artists, because uh, we are uh, we have we don't have a lot of money here, but we have a lot of potential. So I think the NFTs is the the big door for a lot of people in my country. I love that. That's a very revolutionary, very fighter spirit in you, and and I hope uh, Bolivia soon will allow the NFTs and crypto world in in your country tell me please how do you market and and we're gonna end with you as a speaker and sahil unfortunately we won't take you this time but we will do definitely next time and we will invite you to our next spaces uh, to speak and share your experience but for this time we're gonna end with mirna and and that and then we will close the spaces and uh, mirna before we close uh what is your recommendation um, as as for NFTs uh, for marketing? And also knowing that the Christmas are coming soon and maybe you can do some special marketing for sales and incentives and everything. So if you can share your experience. Um, well, uh, I always suggest artists to educate themselves first. Like you really need to educate because I have I have uh, know a lot of artists who has lost money or having uh, struggling with scams. So I think community is everything because community will give you like emotional support and uh, support in, a, in with acknowledgement. Uh, find a community where you where you feel like safe and you feel confident enough to ask anything, like anything. And is anyone here like uh, looking for any kind of information? Feel free to to write me a DM and I I can help (laughs) as much as I can. Um, I think that's the first thing. And the second thing, like just trust your art. Like don't, uh, you can get inspired by another artist and their collections, but a, a collector told me once, just be authentic, and that will shine your your entire way. So, I I think that those things like community, educate yourself, and trust your art. I think this is a very beautiful uh, conclusion for today. 
and thank you so much for giving your experience and and be authentic is a fantastic fantastic advice uh tanmay or tegu do you have any comments last comments or questions for milna thank you for coming uh, she was busy in a meeting yet she came back and she was here in the beginning of the space um very thankful to you for coming sharing your thoughts and sharing about situation in bolivia and yeah, about the whole art uh, we definitely would like to know more from you and i hope uh, things get better with regards to crypto and uh, these things over there and uh, you are just doing an awesome work thank you thank you both thank you uh, laura thank you tamai i i i feel the good energy from from this space since the beginning so i hope you are making these spaces again and i can share this with the latin community we are a lot so they can uh, join us for the next time vamos absolutely thank you tanmay for uh, co-hosting and being such a great support in this spaces thank you tegu for your experience and i mean your senior artists and all respect to your work and experience and recommendations thank you mirna for your experience and it's always a treasure and your suggestions are very helpful and thank you everybody who was listening here and who was with us all the time and not only all the time um please follow uh, tanmay and all the other speakers and um Mirna Tegu and myself and we have uh, not only here the spaces but we have also on clubhouse we have um a club two clubs actually one is passionistas uh, where we talk about technical things of um nfts so that could be softwares platforms uh how to do's and etc etc so we do that under passionistas and we have rock class where we talk about broader things like art economy business spirituality etc etc so please do follow us and we see you next time and i hope to hear from you too thank you once again and have a wonderful wonderful day we hope that you found value in today's episode and like the work that we do to support us please consider buying our nfts all links are mentioned in the description have a good time see you soon